0: The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. The prophet Isaiah proclaims that he has been anointed by the Lord to bring good news to the afflicted and to comfort Israel. The church incorporates oil anointings into some of her sacramental rituals. That oil anointing is symbolic of the Holy Spirit since the sacraments are efficacious signs that is, they accomplish what they symbolize, the oil anointing truly confers the Holy Spirit in a real way, in a manner proper to each sacrament. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that the anointing with oil not only signifies the Holy Spirit, but even becomes synonymous uh, with the Holy Spirit. At our baptism, even if confirmation is not being conferred, we are anointed with, oil, with the oil of chrism, consecrated by the bishop who breathed into it uh, the Holy Spirit with his priestly breath. Yesterday, some of our number were uh, welcomed into the catechumenate, formally recognized as catechumens, and part of the rite that was used involved breath or blowing. At first, there was a blowing. The priest blows upon uh, those to be admitted to the catechumenates, and that's called an exsufflation. It's expelling. Uh, the evil spirit, um, insofar as they are under that the evil spirit, because they are not yet baptized, and maybe they've been involved in things which uh, would would uh, makes the coming into the light more difficult, shall we say? So there's that exsufflation, and then immediately after that, that there's a, a gentle breathing in the sign of the cross three times, you know, uh, over them, and that's called an insufflation, which is. Uh, an inspiration. No spiration is breath. So it's breathing into those uh, uh, catechumens uh, the Holy Spirit. And so with the oil of chrism, that olive oil mixed with balsam that the the bishop consecrates um, on on Maundy Thursday or another day close to Holy Week, he actually breathes into that uh, container of oil three times with his breath as a sign of breathing in the Holy Spirit. So that oil is truly anointing oil. That chrism, which differs from the word Christ by just one letter, symbolizes the making of the one baptized another Christ. The word Christ, of course, meaning anointed. According to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, Jesus is God's anointed in a unique way. The humanity, The son assumed, we're told, was entirely anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit established him as Christ anointed. The Virgin Mary conceived Christ by the Holy Spirit, who prompted Simeon to come to the temple to see the Christ of the Lord. The Spirit filled Christ, and the power of the Spirit went out from him in his acts of healing and of saving. Finally, it was the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, now fully established as Christ in his humanity, victorious over death, his anointed humanity, Jesus pours out the Holy Spirit abundantly until the saints constitute in their union with the humanity of the Son of God, the perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the whole Christ, in St. Augustine's expression. So this anointing gives us, should give us cause for Gladness that we are anointed like Christ. And so it is appropriate that we consider our anointing on this Gaudete Sunday when the church echoing St. Paul calls us to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, according to the Catechism, by the anointing that we have received, we share in understanding and handing on revealed truth. For we have received the anointing of the Holy Spirit who instructs us and guides us into all truth. By the anointing of baptism, confirmation, and holy orders, an indelible seal has has been set upon us, such that the character of being baptized or confirmed or ordained can never be lost, even if the grace of the sacraments can be by mortal sin. According to St. Leo the Great, the anointing of the Holy Spirit consecrates all who have been reborn in Christ through baptism as priests. So that apart from the particular service of the priestly ministry, all spiritual and rational Christians are recognized as members of this royal race and share in Christ's priestly office. Pope Saint Leo the Great continues, or asks, what indeed is as royal for a soul as to govern the body in obedience to God? And what is as priestly as to dedicate a pure conscience to the Lord and to offer the spotless offerings of devotion on the altar of the heart. Those who are born anew can henceforth invoke God as their father, for the seal of the Holy Spirit's anointing is indelibly placed on their hearts, ears, lips, indeed their whole filial being. When the church prays the Lord's Prayer, it is always the people made up of the newborn who pray and obtain mercy. Now, although the seal of the Holy Spirit is indelible, the Spirit himself can be quenched. As is clear from St. Paul's admonition that we heard today, do not quench the Spirit. The Spirit can be quenched by trusting anointed counterfeit prophets rather than the Church. The Spirit is quenched when we fail to heed Again, St. Paul's admonition to refrain from every kind of evil, that is, when we sin. There is an anointing that can fall upon us anew as often as we pray for it. In the traditional form of the anointing of the sick, known as extreme unction, the eyes, ears, nose, mouth, hands, and feet are anointed by the priest. As he prays for forgiveness for any sins the sick person may have committed by these senses, as the person may be preparing themselves to pass from this life to the next. And so we can pray for any, at any time for a renewed anointing of these senses so that we may not sin by their use, that our eyes may not wander to things that they should not see, that our ears may not hear conversations or songs that disedify, but that they may be anointed to listen carefully and patiently to others and discern authentic prophecy, that our lips may be anointed for conversation that is truthful and charitable and for, and f- for courageous, even prophetic witness to uh, our Christian faith. Saint John the Baptist declared that he was n- neither the Christ nor the prophet, and yet we know he was filled with the Holy Spirit from within his mother's womb and was therefore anointed with the gift of prophecy. Prophecy which re down to our own day, calling us to make straight the way of the Lord. In sacramental confession, the priest prays that God may give the penitent pardon and peace through the absolution of his sins. As Saint Paul teaches us today, this God of peace wishes to make you perfectly holy And he gives us the great sacrament of forgiveness, of confession, as an essential means by which he may accomplish his work in us. El Espíritu del Señor Dios está sobre mí porque me ha ungido. El profeta Isaías proclama que ha sido ungido por el Señor para anunciar la buena nueva a los afligidos y consolación a Israel. La Iglesia incorpora las unciones con aceite en algunos de sus rituales sacramentales. Esa unción con aceite es símbolo del Espíritu Santo. Y como los sacramentos son signos eficaces, es decir, cumplen lo que simbolizan, una una unción con aceite confiere verdaderamente al Espíritu Santo de manera real y propia de cada sacramento. El catecismo de la Iglesia Católica dice que la unción con aceite no solo significa el Espíritu Santo, sino que se convierte en sinónimo del Espíritu Santo. La unción que recibimos simboliza el hacer del bautizado o a otro Cristo. La palabra Cristo significando ungido. Por tanto, esta unción nos da motivo de alegría por lo que es apropiado que consideremos nuestra unción en este Domingo de Gaudete, cuando la Iglesia, haciéndose eco de San Pablo, nos llama a regocijarnos en el Señor siempre. Por la unción del bautismo, la confirmación y el orden sagrado, se nos coloca un sello indeleble, de tal manera que el carácter de ser bautizados, confirmados o ordenados nunca se puede perder, incluso si la gracia de los sacramentos se puede perder por el pecado. Según San León Maño, la unción del Espíritu Santo consagra a todos los que han re- renacido en Cristo por el bautismo como sacerdotes, de modo que todos los cristianos espirituales y racionales son reconocidos como miembros de esta raza real y comparten el oficio sacerdotal de Cristo. En verdad, ¿qué es tan real para un alma como gobernar el cuerpo en obediencia a Dios? ¿Y qué hay de sacerdotal como dedicar una conciencia pura al Señor y ofrecer las ofrendas inmaculadas de la devoción sobre el altar del corazón? Aunque el sello del Espíritu Santo es indeleble, el Espíritu mismo se puede impedir, como se desprende de, de la eh, amonestación de San Pablo, no impiden la acción del Espíritu Santo. Y sino si no se presta atención a lo que dice San Pablo de abstenerse de toda clase de mal, es decir, cayendo en pecado. Podemos orar en cualquier momento por una unción renovada de nuestros sentidos para no pecar en su, con su uso, para que nuestros ojos no se desvíen hacia cosas que no deberían ver, que nuestros oídos no escuchan conversaciones o cánticos que desedifiquen, sino que sean ungidos para escuchar con atención y paciencia a los demás y discernir la auténtica profecía. Que nuestros labios sean ungidos para una conversación veraz y caritativa y para un testimonio valiente, incluso profético, de la fe cristiana. San Juan Bautista declaró que no era ni el Cristo ni el profeta, y sin embargo sabemos que fue santificado por el Espíritu Santo desde su morada en el vientre de su madre, y por lo tanto fue ungido con el don de profecía, profecía que resuena hasta nuestros días, llamándonos a enderezar el camino del Señor. En la confesión sacramental, el sacerdote ora para que Dios conceda al penitente el perdón y la paz mediante la absolución de sus pecados. Como dice San Pablo, este Dios de paz desea hacerte perfectamente santo y nos da el gran sacramento del perdón de la confesión. ...como medio esencial por el cual puede realizar su obra en nosotros".